Welcome to the talk shop. It's Bernie and Chimdi. All right. Yo. Chimdi, how are you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Whew. Episode 101. 100 was a was was, was a big one. It was a doozy, yeah. It was fun, much fun, much fun. I, I'm I'm glad we got to do that, and I hope uh, everyone has had a chance to enjoy it so far. Yep, know, and listen to it. It was a good, good, good experience. I can't exactly. wait to do one like that again soon. Exactly, exactly. It was a it was a big episode, and uh, you know we're thankful to uh, the guests that 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 came through um, for us. Um, you know, we, we've got we've got some good friends that we've made in this thing now. So, um, yeah, we're really happy that that they could they could come on board and and you know I think we had a great great conversation and a good time. So, yeah, yeah. really excited for everyone. If you haven't listened to it already, please do. It, it's yeah. a great one. Exactly, and check out. Uh, I'm just gonna plug them a little bit. Check out Chido's podcast, Just Trying Dads. Check out uh, Why Aren't You Married. And check out uh, the Black Expat website, podcast. And what's her other website and blog? Uh, Global Chatter is her podcast. Global Chatter, sorry. There you go. Yep. Uh, check out uh, that without girl. So, um, yeah, it was good. Very good conversation uh, with Amanda, Chiedu, and Timmy, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was very good. So yeah, I guess check it out. But yeah, how have you been? How has your week been so far? It's been good. It's been good. It's been very busy with with, with different things going on. Um, but I am uh, I'm happy. We, you know, rounded off our programming with Black Mint for sort of this quarter and handed out a couple laptops today. Um, nice. Yeah. So very very happy with that and and sort of proud of the of the work that we're able to do so nice yeah you guys are doing very well with that stuff uh very very good initiatives i mean yeah it's just pioneering and it's inspiring and you guys should should keep going I, i'm i'm sure it'll get much bigger than it even is now but you guys are doing big stuff already and soon you i mean i don't know if any of the kids are close to go to college yet anyways but um but, um, yeah, a few of them are actually. A few of them are, okay. and um, you know, they're doing big things. A couple of them came up to us and said, you know, we want to start up a a nonprofit. Um, that's sort of tech based nonprofit. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. all right. Like, you know, the we're I guess the impact that we that we want is, mm-hmm. is sort of you know coming to the fore. Coming to the fore, exactly, exactly. So good stuff, good stuff, man. Congratulations. Keep keep going. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It's not, it's awesome. not easy doing things like that that are essentially passion projects uh, and sticking with it and actually having impact is, um, I can firsthand tell you, it's hard to stay motivated sometimes doing things like that. So kudos to you guys for continuing. Thanks, Appreciate it. Nice one. But yeah, speaking of tech, anyways, we really wanted to talk about this. Um what's going on primarily in Nigeria, Twitter, and generally Nigerian tech space. I mean, we've talked about this earlier in this year already, 
with all the allegations that coming out that came out with uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bento. Bento, yeah. And with other tech companies in Nigeria, and you know, we just had another round <laughs> of uh, shenanigans um, to do with Flutter Wave, essentially. So, um, but yeah, we we wanted to really talk about that on the platform. I mean, maybe we should should have, or I'm sure it'll continue in, in a while. But maybe have other people talk about it also. Maybe people that are maybe on the ground in Nigeria and the Nigerian, you know, business world, and maybe tech space also. Uh, just give their thoughts on what's going on. But we've been having debates of the like in our group chats, and it's been very lively. So I wanted to make sure we talked about it a little bit on here so yeah what's 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 your thoughts uh and if you can i mean i know you're a little bit more versed uh articulate with these things give us give everyone a a little bit of a understanding or background as to what's what's happening what happened um i think to focus on the well i guess to go back a little bit there's been sort of a set of i don't know if it's a trend or a set of stories but nigerian journalists have really sort of been honing in on this concept of horrible bosses um and it's it's been a little bit focused on the nigerian startup scene um which is which is interesting to me um and obviously as shindi you alluded to there's been the situation with ebon who is the ceo of of bento um, which is a sort of smart payroll service um for nigeria and, and, and the continent and effectively he he just berates people and you know he he fat shames people he he says people are lazy if they don't show up for meetings at 11 p.m yep. he he's he's an extremely toxic human being who just goes for the jugular and apparently has no problem calling you a piece of shit or ugly or this or that in a way mm-hmm. to maybe some reverse psychology nonsense but um he's had priors with in other businesses where he's shown talk toxicity and um that came out and i think that was that was pretty much a slam dunk in that everyone knew that okay this is bad you know you can't treat people this way and and even his investors had to get involved um now we have some friends that were pseudo defending mans i won't i won't, I won't get into that but <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of weird yeah um you know, I think there's there's a thing going around. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean is certain companies are being targeted, in my yeah. opinion, fairly. Um, it's all fair game, but the, there is a bit of targeting going on. And Flutterwave was the latest one to get targeted. Where yeah. I um, think I think I think just before you jump there, I think mm-hmm. actually if you think if you think back, I don't know if it's end of last year, but there was the whole before this all started with the actual allegations. There was a whole flurry of people just claiming that the text brace was too clicky and people couldn't get in i think that started end of last year i remember correctly mm-hmm. a lot of people were talking about how the text space was very closed off and people were very snobbish and they thought so they were high and mighty to me that was where it first began in terms of the nigerian text space being talked about exclusively as a as a topic of or of toxicity then it went to bad bosses and bento and um, misbehavior in the office, and then we come to what we're about to talk about with Flutterwave. So yeah, take, 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 kick it off with Flutterwave. Yeah, it's it's 
I, I did notice that, to be honest. And, and there was this whole thing about tech bros, tech bros, tech bros, in, an, in a sort of negative connotation that was going exactly. around. Let me call it Nigerian, Nigerian Twitter. Um, some of it was jealousy. Some of it was, I, I, I guess, appropriate. But um, it's interesting because you always wondered. I think people were even saying, like, ah, please don't come for in a flutter wave and all this stuff. And yeah. they did. They did. And the first one, I think we ever. I think the world kind of knew this was coming because mm-hmm. last week a former employee came for them in a Medium post about yeah. how she was mistreated um, and wasn't paid her dues upon exit. And that there were yep. all these rumors that she had started this weird Twitter account, which she never did. And, you know, she posted some receipts of conversations and all that, um, which was, which was, I love when people have receipts because you can't question that. Yeah. Um, but recently what's happened is uh, David, I don't even know how to say his last name because I've never seen it before in a Nigerian context. Houdain, I think. Houdain? Okay. Yes. Um, don't, you know, don't you know, don't you know Enola in Toronto? Yes, you. That's that. I think that's that was her last name, or is her last name still? She has and, the same last name. Honestly, I never knew what her last name was because everywhere it's just H U, and I've never bothered to ask. <laughs> that's like, what, what H U is. Wait, like, yeah. what the full full form is? So that's yeah. I was partying with her like we on a on a boat for the twins. Yeah, exactly. last year. I just I just did. I just assumed. All right, you know you know some things <laughs> just never even questioned or ask anything. I was like, okay, fair enough. Uh, that's that's interesting. Um. <laughs> one of the guys in the group chat was like where's this name from this is bu-. and that was the only thing that bugged him about about the story <laughs> um but what what i what i just that's the, the thing okay to put this in context the thing that's been going on here is that um flutterwave have been accused of a couple things one bullying uh employees uh current and former um and bullying them out of their proper payouts which were involving their stock options which led to accusations of insider trading um there's also perjury allegations um stemming to the fact that the ceo gb as we'll call him um was apparently working for access bank and Flutterwave, but unbeknownst to access bank for which he supposedly had to fly to the united states to go and prove or disprove yeah. yeah which is odd i don't know why he, I, 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 that part i don't get um, the stock options thing was that they knew what mark they knew what the actual value of the stock was was supposed to sell for, and they were trying to undersell their employees, for which this is considered insider trading because you're a private company. <laughs> so where are you getting this price? Like yes. that's basically the the allegation there. There was the alleg- there was a story that E was fired. He claims he was he resigned. David says that well, I was ta- the guy who gave me information was sitting with you in the car when you found out you were locked out of your te- of the of Slack and email and everything that could go either way. And then what they considered in the article to be not even the tip of the iceberg <laughs> was the uh, allegations of I'm not calling it sexual assault because I don't think it was assault, but mm-hmm. at least impropriety. Impropriety, yes, um, in the workplace and. Effectively, the man sleeping with uh, using power dynamics to sleep with multiple subordinates. Yeah. Um. It's it's a it's a problematic. Oh, and then hiding 
behind Ian to suggest that Ian is the real CEO, but he's not. And then lying about it on WhatsApp chats, and I, I think I, I think it was a shady operation. I don't I don't know if it's illegal altogether, but definitely a shady situation for sure. Yeah, I think just based on what I read, and and that article was long as hell. So anyone that sees it on Twitter, just to make sure you have at least. Well, I took my time, so it took me thirty plus minutes to read it properly. Because I have to keep reading several lines again to understand exactly what David was saying. Um, but what I got from it, uh, several parts. One part, yes, the sexual impropriety. impropriety. Now, again, uh, you didn't say assault because there's no accusations of, I mean, I mean I, I, in fact, we can't say wrongdoing because there is wrongdoing. But, like, um, we don't have explicit accusations of wrongdoing. In terms of right, they haven't said, "Oh, he actually coerced me, actually coerced me, forced me to blah 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 blah." But at the same time, when you are a a superior sleeping with subordinates, there's always that power dynamic that I think, no matter what you deny or say or whatever, is always at play. Um, it's very rarely organic. Most times. The person with with power will initiate it. I mean, sometimes the subordinate does to try to get upper hand or good books or whatever. So it, there's a gray line there, which we don't know specifically um, what the details of each issue was. You know, so that one. But it's just shady. I personally don't believe in workplace romances on any sort. In fact, I tend to look at my colleagues as repulsive. That's just my my stance (laughs) i like that i was like yeah yeah Yeah. but even even just on a friendly basis in terms of i mean any of my colleagues who hear this i'm sorry but there's very few that i can say are actually friends that i can say i can go out with for drinks unless it's a company event i just i just personally don't like doing that i personally don't like socializing with people at work i feel like uh unless it's my i don't know unless I'm kind of like, maybe not forced to, but it's like a company event. I I would rather not socialize. You know, I would rather not keep contact outside of work. You know, I would rather not, Mm -hmm. you know, be one of, you know, I wouldn't want to be texting you about personal life. I wouldn't want to be talking about personal life, that kind of thing. So when those kind of lines are blurred at work, I, I always think it's a problem. And it's never, the worst thing you can do is, sleep with someone at work because i think there's going to be issues especially if there's your subordinate you have to temper how you treat them in terms of assigning and cautioning and teaching things like that in addition to just being distracted thinking about other things when you're with the person and not doing your assignments i think that's a big problem so i've always not liked in office relationships the only time I've ever seen them work is if you literally are in different departments. You just really don't see each other all day, but you're in the same building type of thing. That could be fine. You don't work in the same department. You don't have the same work product. You don't answer to each other. All that kind of stuff. Okay, maybe that's cool. But other than that, if you literally interact all the time, that's not cool. It's not comfortable for your colleagues. And it won't be comfortable for you guys if you break up for any reason. Someone's going to have to do something that they don't want to do in terms of quitting or you know, 
you know, pretending like, you know, being too nice to you or not sanctioning you because they broke your heart, that kind of bullshit. So I always think it's best to leave those kind of things away from, you know, the office space. I, I know that, I have enough stories of, <laughs> man, I don't even know if people listen to this part, so maybe maybe not, not telling the stories <laughs> is a good idea. But I, I know stories of people who literally got used and abused in the, in the in the workplace and tears have been shed as a result i agree with you it's stay far away from this mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. this this is not bridgerton where like you know no. you're just like i can't this attraction is so strong and i can't move away from it like no, I, I understand it for those who find true love and make it work cool like you know power to you but it's messy and then to think mm-hmm. about the power dynamics of it all like i I, I, you know, focusing on that aspect of the story alone, which gets is easily glossed over, which mm-hmm. is really interesting how easily it's been glossed over. Either that or there isn't enough evidence. I don't know, but I'm choosing to believe it was glossed over. It's just weird how I understand Nigerian culture and we're raised to you know, to really, really use power, right? If you think about boarding school, Right, there's certain things that you couldn't say to your senior, mm-hmm. certain places that you couldn't go, and you could, you could never ask them why, right? Um, mm-hmm. And these people might be two years older than you, for example. And we we carry that mentality all the way to the workplace. You know, like people are still calling each other Mister This and 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 Mrs. This in the yeah. workplace, and even in these startups, I know it's it's a bit looser, but from mm-hmm. people I know. The people at the top, you can't get rid of the culture so easily where they may be like, yeah, we're a flat organization and we don't do this and that and this and that. But you're not questioning a CEO of a startup in Nigeria, whereas I could question my CEO at my six person startup here. And there was a 10 year age gap. I could say, no, I don't think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mans will be telling you who do you think you are, like, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like. It's it's that's really the root of the problem. It's and and we use it to our detriment. It's it's so bad. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's that's one part that is is just hard to navigate. Uh, the other part, to me, being someone in finance, you know, uh, just the general. Okay, I, I don't know why I was stunned. At the same time, you know. I guess I was just naive thinking, oh, they were, they are American backed and like registered in America and everything. So most, most things they will do will be kosher. At least they'll have fear that, you know, they'll have issues if they're not kosher. But I forget that it's based in Nigeria, run by Nigerians in the Nigerian ecosystem. And inevitably there's going to be uh, elbow greasing and, you know, you know, um, brown 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 paper bag movement that type behavior mm-hmm. um inevitably because one i can say i think for the most part to survive in nigeria sometimes those kind of things have to be done unless you you you're i don't know it, it's harder not to do those things than to do those things but where i am confused and disappointed and surprised is the fact that um, you know, they're literally, there's no way there's no actual skimming going on by this guy. One, I don't know how he's even 
at this point close enough to the nitty gritty that he can he can he can, he can um he can maneuver those things because mm-hmm. there's no way all these deals that he's doing like with Eric where you know allegedly you know there's backdoor payment processing going on for a booking websites and he's the back he's the payment processor uh, mm-hmm. sorry photo photo wave is and then the person that created the payment company that he's servicing taking some off the top exactly so you definitely know gb is taking his off the top also and everyone involved you know that kind of thing is like to me alarming but at the same time why would i think something started by an individual that hasn't that's still growing is obviously operating on a global scale but you know still tight fistedly handled by one person or a group of people why would i think that kind of thing is not happening you know i i maybe i'm i was too naive thinking that you know things were the uh what, what's the called the degrees of separation and the um what's the word in accounting god um where each person has different job that doesn't intersect with each other uh god I forgot there's an auditing term for it but to ensure that there's re- there's no interference from one mm-hmm. person or influence with the other you know that's 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 um I would think that a company of that scale would have that as a standard, but it seems like it's not. What amazes me on top of that is, um, you know, there was an Uber thing. Um, There was the Mpesa fraud in Kenya situation for which they have to settle in court um, about. But I I think, Jim D, when you look at the story holistically, right, I think... And why I say that this is shady stuff, and I believe all the financial impropriety happened. I think a lot of people just don't care because it's a drop in the bucket. Maybe you get a fine. You can pay it off. This is a company worth billions. When the IPO eventually happens, you know, investors are going to get rich. Founders are going to get rich. People are going to get rich. And then they can, you know, who who cares, right? I think think to a lot of these investors, to these people, they know this stuff. Mm -hmm. But the way that it was written has cause scandal which is what yeah. the journalists were looking for and, I, and i'm not saying that to make him look bad i think that's how he had to write that right like it's yeah. just he's being sensationalist a little bit because he's trying to grow a subscriber base however there are sensational things that did occur it's mm-hmm. just in the west it's easier to brush these things off because you go okay cool whatever it's the cost of doing business we're new mm-hmm. to this right or you, um, or you fire the person and just mm-hmm. cut out the blood and keep moving yeah, you know, quietly. I, I, I think we're all new to this. I think the Nigerian ecosystem is new to this. Readers are new to this. But even these CEOs are new to this, where they claim to understand how things work. But like, you know that when you fire somebody, you don't mess with their stock options. You're not. You're, not, yep. you're just not trying this this brazenly in mm-hmm. Silicon Valley because yeah. everyone knows how the game operates. Like you're not mm-hmm. you're not playing that with anybody. Everyone's contract is there to, is there to see. So I can mm-hmm. go look up the terms and go, "Hey, this is what you said." Like this stuff isn't hard. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but then again, you think about it and think of early days Facebook and what Mark did to the twins and to different people to get mm-hmm. a hold of what he got. Essentially the same thing, just that he had legal backing and he had some, you know, he somehow got away with it. You know. He knew he knew what he was doing. I think to to the point. I think he absolutely felt in his soul 
that a he was justified to do it and that he could get away with it legally he was willing mm-hmm. to pay that price whereas yeah. i'm not sure like i mean and that's what i was saying some some of these guys like gb might think eh, it's, it's a small pickings whatever we can manage it mm-hmm. but if it becomes bigger you never know what could happen right you just yeah. you just you just don't um yeah. and i think these guys are not experienced enough to deal with it my thing is it's very very clear whether people believe it's true or people believe things are false i when someone says i had 17 sources i believe them and and yeah. and when david can say hey the guy who told me that you got fired whether that's true or not but but he's brazen enough to say that the guy who, or or girl who gave me this information was sitting next to you in the car that's such a specific thing to say that i believe mm-hmm. that he had that source and had all these sources which at minimum speaks to the fact that there are enough people that had a horrible experience or felt what these guys did was wrong that they needed to talk to this guy and have this surface which yeah. in it of itself if i'm an investor is a would problem concern me yeah definitely definitely i mean I, again even if any of like half of this is is untrue it's already a problem for any investor it's already a, a problem for anyone who had hoped to work for Flutterwave until these guys eradicated, you know, until they're gone, until there's some kind of resolution that comes to this. Because imagine being someone trying, they're trying to recruit right now. Would you jump on that bandwagon at this point? No, they probably will probably need you unless they pay you a shit ton of money. Um, you know, I found it funny, and I and I have a little bit of experience with this. And you too, you do, because you've worked in startups and different different parts of it. But um, you know, the the process for hiring and stuff is a little bit different, a little bit more cavalier, a little bit. You know, you know your stuff, so all we deal with is just getting to know you type of thing. Um, but like I saw that who who did they hand they they hired the previous financial guy for WeWork mm-hmm. and it was after all the WeWork issues started mm-hmm. now I mean obviously he knows his stuff he you can't say oh no one should go near him because he was involved in that but again if he was the chief financial person when WeWork was doing all their bullshit you're hiring him because either you don't care about that or you want him to kind of do the same thing for you or just turn a blind eye when you do certain things, Possibly. you know? Um, and that's not a good precedent to set. And he only stayed there. If I remember correctly from his LinkedIn, only stayed for like a year, I think a oh. year. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly a combination of maybe he went there and GB is crazy and whatever he wanted to do was too crazy or it just got too much in terms of, <laughs> Again, it's one of the points they made there. If you want to do an IPO with this com- company, your books have to be straight. They're, and mm-hmm. clearly, they will drag their feet for IPO because their books are not straight. You know, right. and right. I, I'm, I'm almost certain that that guy's job was to clean the books. And in, in no way, boy, in no way, boy, in no I, way. I mean, I mean, exactly. You're, you've got it exactly right. Right, like. Usually, when a company like that hires a high-profile CFO, it's it's to mm-hmm. go public. Like like that's what it is. You start yep. to see the mach- the machinations of it. You know, this is your job is to and whether it's a 
clean company or a dirty company, typically they make moves to at least audit themselves to determine, are we good? Right. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that, that you're a bad company. It's everyone has to check the books before IPO. Yep. It just has to happen because mm-hmm. you're now subject to regulation. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'd be stupid not to. But mm-hmm. to have the WeWork guy, I agree with you. That's a little bit odd to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, at least from a, even from a public perception point of view, that's that's very, very strange decision making to me. And unless you I, have a reason or you want specific things from this guy, you know, maybe or, or maybe, to your to your first point, maybe they just thought, you know what, Adam Newman maybe made you do something right. And yeah. by the way, people need to go watch We Crashed. Great show. Um, but my, my, one thing I've not been able to let go in all of this was when Mm -hmm. Ed Boon's situation happened. Uh, uh, (laughs) I know what you're about to say. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I like the guy. I I, I like Ian a lot. He's a very smart guy. Um, but I, I didn't like that. And I know, and I know he'll say he wasn't doing this, but I'm just saying how it came across that it was no sympathy for the people involved is how it came across. I'm sure he was, he, he did have it, but how it came across that he didn't have sympathy for the people and he was almost defending Ebel. And, and he came out and said that he wasn't defending him at all. And that's fine. Fair. You have to take a man at his word. Um, but the talk, like there was a lot of discussion around from him uh, around, you need to hire the right people on the board and so I, him and i went back and forth a little bit about hiring people mm-hmm. on, on the board level to make sure that these things don't happen mm-hmm. um well he said managers to manage people and i said there's got to be a layer above that that keeps people accountable and a formal process for so that if you know if chimdi feels aggrieved chimdi can go up this chain and follow this process and something will mm-hmm. be done that's what i said needs to happen mm-hmm. but the focus on managers at that point in my opinion, took away from the situation, which was let's just call a spade a spade and say this guy is acting like an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. And and have we have sympathy for the people who he's bullied and leave it there, at least for mm-hmm. twenty four hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting because there was a lot of talk about at Andela and that flutter wave. I made sure to bring in good management to get past the people who don't know how to work with people, and it's like. That's not the case, clearly, because yeah, clearly. <laughs> this particular individual, and it's not you, you weren't mm-hmm. the problem, like, like you know, at all, you know, mm-hmm. from people I know who work Wave, you were just a stand-up guy from mm-hmm. by all accounts, mm-hmm. but clearly GB's not, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, there's nothing in this that someone can look at and say that this guy is a good people manager, whether you think it's illegal or not. In fact, I, I'm even saying, even if we say nothing he did is illegal. Mm-hmm. The shady WhatsApp messages, mm-hmm. the clearly not responding to employees or former employees who are reaching out to get what they need and they have to go above him to go to the investors. Mm-hmm. Um, the sex, the sexual relations, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever you pull out of this story, this, this guy is a very poor leader and it has a direct impact on employees so the idea of just hiring people who are better managers the point that i made was if the ceo doesn't listen to said people who you Mm -hmm. say um will impact the employees better it doesn't matter 
Yeah. If he's not accountable to these people, it doesn't matter at all. And that's clearly what this case is. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's hard because, again, I think the, the issue here for me is the stage at which... I mean, again, the problem here is the size and the fact that these people have such control over everything. And it'll be that way until it's not. Until it's too big where... They need more governing board bodies, and that's where they're getting to now, I believe. But like, I, I feel the same way about some other companies that I know. Is like, you, you you don't feel certain parts of your company are important because they're not revenue generating. For instance, you know, backroom staff or co- corporate staff is not important because you know you, you you treat them a little bit differently, or you don't give them the same reverence as your your uh, main producing. Um, uh, staff because you feel like they, do, they don't bring in bucks. Well, well, you're right. They don't bring in direct investment, oh, sorry, direct money. But let's see what you do if you're growing the, the rate that you, you, are, you are at and you need compliance, you need checks and balances and those people are not there. You know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Or you have subpar people there. You don't hire rights or you don't pay rights because you think it's not worth it. So you you lead that part up to people or a group of people that can't even do the job of one person because you don't want to pay you know a certain amount you know that kind of thing that kind of thinking just on a basic level is is what I find ails startups you know yeah it's it, it, it's a big problem with startups by the same time I keep thinking you know how does it change. Because at the end of the day, every company starts from one or two or a group of people and it starts small. Every company starts Mm -hmm. small. I guess it just gets to where, like you said, at some point you get too big where you need governance over the people that started it. You need extra layers, Mm -hmm. you know, or the government steps in and you or you have to answer to the government. So you need to add more controls type of thing. You know, so I think that's just, you know, kind of unfortunately or fortunately, we're at the point where these companies are becoming bigger. They're getting more money. They need more control. But also the things they've done when they had no control are coming back to bite them because they were not they're not leaders. They're not administrators. They're not proper leaders, essentially. They're not mm-hmm. proper CEOs. You know, they, they're literally just entrepreneurs and hustlers who are translating their crude way of doing things into the workplace, which is not how it should be. You know, when you have people, and I said it in the group chat, I'm not surprised GB is how he is because if he's coming from Access Bank and that kind of background, the one place I know for a fact that has bad apples in many places is the banking Mm -hmm. industry in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's just nasty. Just and it's just you don't even have to be in it to know. Once you just go to a banking hall, and it's, it's annoying that it's called a banking hall, but <laughs> a banking <laughs> a banking hall in Nigeria, an experienced banking in Nigeria. I mean consumer banking. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's the same arena you do for business banking, but still experiencing that alone just shows you what kind of nastiness that that industry is. And if it's coming from an environment like that, where, again, and to add on to that, just being Nigerians and the whole hierarchy thing and the whole, you know, the way they behave, translating social norms, which are bullshit anyways, into the office space and demanding stupid respect because I'm Mm -hmm. older than you type behavior, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, 
that's prevalent in Nigeria across the board, specifically in the banking industry where there's pressures added onto that. Managers, I, I, in my experience and the way I've seen things, are just the worst in the banking mm-hmm. industry. And the things you have to do to accelerate in the banking industry, at least from stories we've heard, if you're a woman, if you're not, if you're not Yoruba, if you're not Igbo, just different things you have to do to grow and in the banking industry just tells you how archaic things are. And I'm not surprised if that kind of person is who started this kind of thing, that that kind of thing translates in. But again, I don't want to Nigerianize this too much because as we've alluded to here, Silicon Valley, although it has its checks and balances and it's in the U.S., there's many cases of this kind of thing going on in startups in America. And they're not yeah. just startups, in corporate America generally. Yeah. So it's not isolated to Nigeria. And I, I, I kind of bring that up also because I saw one stupid tweet from some white person saying that this would give people pause from investing in the tech space in Nigeria. I'm like, okay, hold on, because this happens everywhere, you know, because people don't necessarily see what Mark did to his partners in the beginning mm-hmm. as bad. They think, they think it's ruthless. It's the same shit, bro. Just he figured out a legal way to do it. And that's that's doubly nefarious, if you ask me. So don't bring it and make it like, oh, the whole tech space needs extra scrutiny. You can't invest in it because these people did this. No, the whole world is like this. Silicon Valley is like this too. Don't just hone in on Nigeria. It's it's just I think I think I thought I, I that annoyed me a lot, you know. So I wanted to make sure I, I said that because that's that's something I don't want to be per- perpetrated from this, you know. Yeah, and and I think you're right. I think the problem is that let me let me say this carefully. That when people say things like oh, it's going to have a knock-on effect on the rest of the Nigerian tech ecosystem and investment and how investors are going to see them. They're not lying, but what they're doing is they're propagating their own pre-existing, um, what's the word I'm looking for, biases, where they're like, it's already you know, a fraudulent place, guys. Go be careful whenever you're doing business there. And they found something that they feel confirms that fear right and that and that bias and they're propagating that exactly and and as a result it it makes it true it's not that it makes it true on its own merit it makes it true it make like their bias is making it true and and could make it true i mean one of the guys in group chat was talking about the murder situation for the gokata guy and if people do sit down to think about it they'll go "Mm, okay so there's that there's this 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 and it's because we don't have a big ecosystem that yeah. the flutter waves, the paystacks. Who, I remember someone tweeted, ah, "Paystack, please, I, 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 I'm begging you, don't do anything." Like, you know, all of these companies, they're they're, un, they're unicorns, and we praise them for a reason because there's like three of them, and they mm-hmm. do represent the future of the ecosystem. They do kind of represent the future of Nigeria in some ways, right? Yep. Um, because the success of these companies actually in many ways, helped reduce the stigma of the Nigerian fraud, right? The, yeah. the, 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 it's still ridiculous because actually that Prince fraud thing doesn't actually, Nigerians don't do it more than, I can't remember which country does it. Well, white people. Yeah, they actually use Amer- us. Americans. 
Yeah, and this is not just me being a Nigerian saying this. I I saw statistics about this somewhere. It is like, fact. It is fact. We may have started it, but it's gone yeah. to the point that other people use the Nigerian print scheme more than we do. Um, yep. So if people didn't know that, you know that now. But the the real the real point of this is like they're sort of dreaming up a scenario and making it true because they're confirming their own biases. Whereas what we need to keep, what we need to do as an ecosystem is to continue developing companies that are solving problems and build an ecosystem so there are more of it. And yeah. yes, that means there'll be more issues, but we don't have to hedge our bets on one or two companies. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's, the industry is just fledgling. Um, you know, the start of Silicon Valley didn't really take off till when I don't even I don't remember. I, my timelines are so fucked up with these things. I, I don't really know when things really burst, but I want to say between 2005 and 2008, 9, 10 maybe was when things really boomed. Because mm-hmm. I I equate it personally to the iPhone, and when the iPhone started popping is when social media started popping because it made sense obviously mm-hmm. and apps started popping so that's when silicon valley became so I, again it takes a while i mean well, when did Florida Wave start 2016 you know i think so 2016 2017 I mean, something like that it's not really been really up it wasn't really up and running and flowing to like 2018 i guess was so like things are still fledgling they're still we're still in the infancy Kinks are being worked out. You know, this I don't think any of these scandals will shut down the companies themselves. It's just too ingrained in the ecosystem right now. Um, and I think it's it's just the beginning. And I think things will work out for the better eventually. But, you know, it's it's something that the whole movement, just in general, the way the world is now, there's no room for the basic things. Sexual discrimination, racial discrimination, you know, stuff like that is frowned upon and spoken up against more frequently now than it ever was. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it only bodes well, even though it causes anarchy in the interim, mm-hmm. you know, it just is necessary to make sure that we get to a point where people are, again, I've always said on this podcast that I think human beings are shit. So either way, I can't even say conflicts will stop or things like that will stop because it will. they'll find something else. Something else yeah. will come up. Something else but, definitely will come up. Sure. But at least, you know, these basic human things, again, discrimination because of anything will start to whittle down. I, I sincerely believe that. I think... The division between races, the division between sexualities, the division between things of that nature will begin to reduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably won't live to see it all gone, but um, it is getting smaller and smaller. So um, I just think in general, that's the way things are moving and it's good. And again, if any of these call outs and stuff help these people learn and, you know, we're only better for it, I think, as a as a as a race. Sorry, not a race, but as a a generation. You know, we're fostering those kind of environments where certain things are not tolerated in the workplace or anywhere anymore. So, it's only good. Yeah. Uh, 
but these companies will survive, I think. Uh, you just need to root out the issues and have good administrators in there. The problem is sometimes that sometimes innovation doesn't follow or doesn't stay on when the originators are gone. It, it happens sometimes. So a, a service like Flutterwave, I'm not sure how much more they can branch out. Their basic niche is their niche. What they do is what they do. But um, someone like GB, I mean, he may be nefarious in his own way, but I, I know I, to have that idea and to execute it takes a level of, of genius. So, I mean, it does. whatever ideas he may have had, you know, unfortunately, won't follow him to there again. He, and he could just—I mean, I didn't—I don't even know if I should say this, but he could just anonymously do something else again, kind of like he did. Well, he I did. Mean, he did both at the same time. I mean, uh, didn't before, he come so. up with a name, Greg, like to he, get himself more shares? Like, yeah, sure, so. go ahead, man, do your thing. So, I mean, if he has any ideas, maybe they'll come up again. But either way, it just gives room for proper administrators. Hopefully, Flutterwave begins continues to grow. They get the right people in there, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, we'll see. It's just an interesting thing we we definitely had to talk about um, on the pod because it was hot in our group chats, and you know it was interesting seeing again someone that we know <clears throat> directly involved and seeing how he's moving after the facts is just interesting. You know, yeah. the denial, the denials, the trying to paint. David as a storyteller, story man, you know, it's not true. Then deleting your tweets after you figure out that people are not stupid um, type thing. It's just embarrassing, but I'm sure we'll get to a good resolution after this. What exactly is he even involved in now? Um, he's a, So he is, I want to say, the principal partner um, and founder of... I think it's called uh, Future Africa, which is a I forget the name, yeah. African yeah. investments. Um, like a so VC of some kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a VC, and he's trying to build uh, Nigeria, Silicon Valley, and Lagos. I think it's called Talent City. So oh, okay. I'll, I'll say this point blank. To me, he is too important. In, to the in, space. In, and he's way too important to the space. Yeah. Um, I don't care for these other people. I don't think mm-hmm. they're that important. Mm-hmm. I think he is... And this is why I'll say this. I'm not completely sure I buy the idea that he was fired. I I, I, I buy the idea that there was a... And, and this is purely speculation. So if you, if you listen to this, I'm speculating here. That there was a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pushed out. And whether he was pushed out or man's felt he had to resign or said, I'm leaving, you know, you know, like this is how it could have gone. Right. He said he left by his own hand. Fair. Yeah. I, I believe him, but I've seen enough situations where someone has a conflict and they know they're not going to resolve it. And man says, I'm out. And then mm-hmm. gets locked out of, you know, out of spite, yep. by the other person gets locked out. That doesn't exactly. mean you were fired. Exactly. doesn't mean that at all you still resigned and still quit and said you were going to leave, but the other person didn't handle it well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've seen that. I've seen that many a time. And that's speculation. Maybe it, it is totally made up, but it, that's me trying to rationalize what I read and, and what and what he said. Um, but he's too important because he is working on things that I think are necessary. I think there needs to be an African-focused venture capitalist firm. 
Um, mm-hmm. And if he's putting money behind it, absolutely. Like we need that. And I think there is a need for some type of hub in Nigeria where people can really come together with good ideas and, and, and build the future. I don't think it, I think Lagos is pretty dense and I would love mm-hmm. to see that kind of thing spread out, especially as a biased Igbo person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would absolutely love to see that kind of thing in, in the East or at least pockets all over the country for thinking about developing the country. We need to have pockets of this where people can innovate from wherever they are. That's just me. I know it's probably not possible and you have to do what you have to do and that's fine. But the point is, as, as strange as he's moving on Twitter right now, mm-hmm. he's way too important to what we sh- what we need to do. So yeah. I hope that he comes out of this unscathed. I hope that... Um, and I don't think this thing implicated him in much anyway, to be no, very honest with you. Um, I know I don't see I don't see him way, doing I don't, I, don't, so. I don't see him doing anything remotely near anything that uh, GB did. Again, I don't know if he was even involved in the business side of it in terms of procuring contracts, stuff like that. I think that's the only like financially, all the stuff GB was doing allegedly. I don't think he would have had a hand in that. I think he was more ops side, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know specifically. But um, I don't think so. I definitely not the sexual harassment part. But again, you never know. You never know what people. Because I mean, uh, uh, he's saying that they went to the states and they won their case, um, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say is, if did he know about the Access Bank stuff? Okay, I'm still not even sure that's a problem. To be very honest, and that's that, that's yeah. the main thing in the article where I'm like. Why was there so much time spent on the access bank thing when like everyone has a side hustle out here? Like everybody has a side hustle out here. I'm I don't get maybe there's something I'm just not understanding in the article. Because that was the only thing I would say that had the potential to implicate in and he said that that, you know, me going up there and committing perjury would just, you know, disqualify me from being a director at places and blah 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 blah. And I'm like what are we ta- like that 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 to him is the worst part yeah but i i don't know what's what the stipulation is that could make it illegal um i mean they're not public so and why would he have to go to capitol hill to answer something um like i don't get it unless there's something he filed with sec that precludes him from you know doing that or maybe they indicated that they get contracts independently and you know i don't know but i don't know why that would be the case you're right because again he's not at this point they're not really even are they even even answering to the sec at this point apart from just from their tax filings type of thing i mean they're an american company right yeah but, but, but delaware but, so yeah but what what does the as long as you file your taxes and stuff you've not you don't have an ipo so why is SEC well, insider involved. insider trading you does also buy again, again, private companies. It does. Yes. So, where you have to go and answer to SEC or to your board yes. members, yes. to your the investors. SEC. Yes, the SEC really? investigates those. Yeah. Um, I was surprised up until two days ago when mm. this first came out, and someone asked this question, like, "What are we talking about?" Like, and then someone dropped a link to something. Mm-hmm. And I oh, looked okay. at it, and then I didn't, it was I didn't read pretty detailed about it. And then I went to go search 
I'm like, this could be just be a blog post. I went to go search SEC itself, and they did mm-hmm. say that. Um, it's I in see. the U.S. and Canada. It applies. Okay. Um, the, it's not as clear cut. The investigations are harder because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're not public. Books aren't yeah. just open like that, right? Yeah. And also, companies can make their rules. It's really about what what did you state in the contract. Mm. Um, so, but it, so maybe maybe it, maybe, it does, maybe, it maybe maybe it is something to the to do with that. That maybe something to the contract, and it came out to them that I mean, again, like you said, they can't really do much other than what's out there. So that might be the only reason why they called him in because maybe something the contract said otherwise, and they had to get answers to it. Like I, I, I was wondering why some. I think somebody in the group chat said SEC can't do anything in this case because he's not public and the books, the records are not out there like that. So no, now, not... now, now it makes sense to me. But I don't know. The the thing is that apparently the SEC is not great at investigating. But it, it, I'll, I'll, if I use my common sense, mm-hmm. there is no way that an organization like the SEC brings you to answer questions unless they see some type of discrepancy. Now, yeah. if you can explain that discrepancy, they'll probably go like, okay, cool, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. there at least was enough there for them to go, at minimum, we're confused. See, this is why I'm thinking, like, you know, if David can do these these things, then there's no way the SEC or someone on the U.S. side is not investigating this. No way. Especially after the thing that happened with Visa. Well, mm-hmm. visa, but you know, what I'm saying like like that's was is pretty big, and if somehow it gets out to vi- from visa to whoever it has to be, that there's some kind of shady business going on, and you know, I feel like you know David came forward or whatever, but if he's really doing things that are this nefarious, there's no way he's not being tracked, and there's no way it won't come back to bite him eventually. But remember, no David's report hinges on. He filed a Freedom of Information Act request, right, to get the documentation from the SEC and, you know, information about the case. And the SEC said no for some reason. He stated what the reason was in the article. That's what I'm saying. I think what what he said was, what he said was, and I I think this is true, is there's something active going on. If someone outside the investigation comes to ask questions about that, they're not going to tell you. Oh, was it that? I thought it was. I thought it was a privacy thing. Um, I, no, I, didn't, I, 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 I think it's. I think it's more whatever they're looking at or whatever. It's part of a case. So imagine it being part of a case. Mm-hmm. The case. Mm-hmm. The case is not closed. It's not public knowledge yet. They're not going to give it right. to you. Right. They're not okay. going to give it to you. So the hearing happened. He people know because one of them said something, right? But it's not a sealed. We can't go and search for transcripts of the hearing or see it published anywhere. But we know what happened. Why is that? To me, the only reason why is because investigation is still going on. The file is still open. I think, yeah, that's. that's let me see if I can find it. What he said here, because if it's if that's the case, then sure, that makes sense. Then then you have to um, sort of connect that to what Ian said, which is. You know, we went there, yes, but we were mm-hmm. successful in whatever our claim was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, if if he's correct, then okay, <laughs> what did you go there for? And what were you successful in? Right. Uh-huh. So we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of any records responsive to your request, mm-hmm. even to acknowledge the existence of 
such records could interfere with the personal privacy protections provided by FOIA exemptions. Really, such could reasonably be expected to constitute an unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. Uh, to constitute an unwarranted well, invasion of personal privacy of a third party by revealing investigative interest in them. Yeah, it doesn't yep. state that this. It's because he says here whether this means that the SEC currently has an open investigation. Only the only the commission can answer. See, so that's what I'm saying. We're not right? sure if it's open. I I understand that, but you're not going to be sure. They won't say that publicly. Uh-huh. But but any any investigation that concludes is public knowledge, right? Okay, I I didn't know that. I I, I don't I didn't know that. So. There's many cases. If anything that's been done that's finished, it, like it's like saying if you want to search about Madoff, you can't find the official hearing stuff. You mm-hmm. can't. You should be able to find it, right? Right. I mean, unless rules are different for public versus private companies, but I don't think in this case it would be. And I think, it, it, again, it's like it's like it's like um, Hush Puppy and his case. You can't find anything on it because it's it's not closed, but it's closed. They've they've charged them. Everything's out there now, mm-hmm. right? I don't think they would seal those things, you know. So it, they could say what they want to say, privacy, whatever, whatever, right? And they have their right to that, and it probably is a foil for them. But I feel like if it was something that was concluded, public knowledge, Delaware company, people should be able to find it. Mm-hmm. You should. You should be able to find it. You know, I, I think that's that that's standard. But again, we we would just be speculating. We will never know, or we won't know till it really comes out. But I, I think there's something to to the. It just seems like the U.S. is or the governing bodies are, if these things are happening, they're either turning a blind eye or they're just keeping quiet till they have a, a smoking gun. Yeah, I think I think that's possible. I am just looking at this article again. I don't know if it's disturbing or, as I said earlier, right, the fact that so many people were willing to um, talk talk and he got his hands on so many documents that at minimum look extremely authentic and whatsapps like this is he has very good inside sources um you know what i mean like i'm looking at like whatsapp chats i'm looking at the airpiece thing the mm-hmm. letter from access the you know just letters upon letters of things like emails that say the visa one that you mentioned you know the Eric thing. It's it's all emails in here, um, so yeah, the the guy has his sources. There's a story there. I'm surprised that with all these sources, the story is still muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's. I think for me, it's just be good people. Like please, like please be good people. Like, <laughs> like just just the bottom be, line here. Be basic goodness, you know. It doesn't take anything from you. Yeah. That's what I always say. I'm excited to see if Ian carries out his threat to sue um, David. David? I, 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 I mean, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's, if he's, he, he didn't like the other thing that, that David said about him a while back. So mm-hmm. now he wants to go off. Go off. Let's see this. Let's see yeah. this. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. But yeah, um, that, that's the, the nutshell of it. I'm sure there's, um, more that will come out in the coming weeks, months, years, or whatever. 
So we'll talk about it when it happens. But I, definitely very interesting. Definitely a space that interests me, and you know that we there's less than two degrees of separation to all some of these people in terms of just knowing people, personal interaction with them. So it's definitely worth talking about. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We're watching in interest uh, what happens. You know, absolutely. So, well, we hope you guys enjoyed, uh, learned a little bit. Uh, read up on it if you if you're so inclined it's a long article like i said and there's a lot more stuff going on so um yeah it's interesting yeah buddy absolutely thank you for spending time all right my man talk to you soon peace peace Thanks for listening to the talk shop with Bernie and Chimdi. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to talk to us? Find Bernie at BUCHE21 on Twitter and Chimdi at Comms88. Take care.